and welcome back to the Tabletop Tavern Campaign 2 ALSU. My name is Jenny. I will be your dungeon master now and forever, so get used to it. I will allow my beautiful, wonderful, talented players to introduce themselves, starting with the fabulous, the fantastic, the dressed in tie-dye as well, just like me. Who did it best? Who wore it better? Stacy. <laughs> Hi, my name is Stacy. I use she, her pronouns, and today I will be playing Rosalie Motley. Hey, I'm Pippin, and I play Vesper Thornquill. My pronouns are they, them. Hello, I'm Cam. My pronouns are they, them. And I will be playing Essie Hepper. Hello, everyone. My name is Victoria. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and I play Fleur Pharaoh. Howdy, I'm Doe, I use she, her pronouns, and I play Ian Farrow. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Cam <laughs> caught me so goddamn. Absolutely fire. sent me. Just didn't see you there. <laughs> Not there. Hello. I wanted a subtle, a subtle encanto. Yeah, we're using our notebooks, as we should. I can grab mine and use it as Vesper's, like, spell book, if you'd like. Oh, that's so smart. <laughs> I use this for notes for my home campaign, so this has nothing yeah. to do with TTT. But <clears throat> quick, someone pause it. Look at look at her notes. <laughs> zoom, zoom in, hands. Zoom in, hands. I'm in. Why does it say more cookies in all caps? That's write that down. Bad. Write that down. That? I will have you know bear. that's a baby owl, owl bear. Growl. Growl. Canonically, the other, the like, the enemies of yeah, the are the owl bears. Yes, <laughs> they're not. No one's asked but about imagine... what your rival school is yet, but you'll no. okay. find out. I'm excited to learn. Last episode on the Tabletop Tavern, our heroes, such as they are, found themselves in a little bit of legal trouble. Uh, they all wound up down at the station in Aelis City, where Fleur Pharaoh made some questionable legal decisions as the rest of the party hung out and enjoyed some bacon. Um, the rest of the party then was informed that they could not return to their dorms as the entire dorm floor was shut down for the pending investigation of the mysterious disappearance of Camila Melelia. We pick up where we last left off in the lobby of this police station. You have all collected your various belongings, your weapons, your phones, uh, and are sort of huddled together as Dean Magical Tumbletwig uh, provides you with some last minute advice and uh, materials for your adventure. Is the agent still there? Yes. Okay. I don't know if you were gonna say something, but I'll talk about that after. You done? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Very well, students. I trust you will all do quite well on your adventure, and I'm very proud that all of you are becoming true adventuring members of our student body. Um, as Dean, I am permitted to allocate a small portion of our endowment in service of your quest. Um, this is to be used exclusively for lodging as necessary and um, any sort of 
spell components you might need while on your voyage. She sort of uh, reaches into a satchel over her shoulder and and pulls out um, a bag of coins, uh, which she then hands to Vesper. She looks at you, Essie, holding out your hands and very pointedly hands the bag to, to Vesper. I, I Essie looks it. shocked and offended. <laughs> I, I, I give like a sort of like a little sorry shrug in their direction, uh, but I, um, I take it and I put it in the other like side pocket of my backpack uh, apart from my personal wallet. Very well. See how much, Vesper? I assumed it would be adequate, but sure. I mean, we just need to, we have to, we have to do a ledger, right, Dean? I do expect that you return with receipts for all of your expenditures or proof of spells cast if they consume any amount of gold. The total that I have given you is 200 gold pieces. Okay, pop off. We could get like a nice fair D and D with that. <laughs> Did you just say air D and D? Takes okay. You get inspiration. You are inspired. <laughs> so good. Holy shit, Cam! Flirt. I am. My mind. Peak. Flirt looks at Essie and goes, "I don't know if where we're going has air D and D." We do have a, as a university, a program through the Air, Alchemy, and Automobile Association of Kralin, um, for discounts at local motels near the Sea of Trees, as we often have to send many students there for quests. What about campsites? Can we stay at campsites? We're not staying at a campsite unless we have to, Ian. Don't subject them to this. They're cheaper. We're not or fun. For cash. They need electricity. I would not recommend staying at a campsite while the rangers are dealing with this sort of threat. Thank you. Dean we will stay where it is most appropriate and feasibly affordable. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. And yes, nothing superfluous. This is, after all, not. the money of donors and... I don't want to present them with any kind of discrepancies. Yeah. Of That's course not. Fair. There there won't be mismanagement if that's the worry. We will let Vesper take care of it. If I that trust makes you feel better. Yes, I trust Vesper implicitly. Um ex- so. ex- excuse me, uh madam. What would we do if we have extra gold you will return it to the school understood what did you think you'd be doing with extra gold can can the gold Mm. cover food or no if food is part of your lodging yes what about dog food your dog is registered as your animal companion yes yes Therefore, it is a party member and is entitled to all of the services associated with lodging. Understood. Thank you. Is there any further questions? Uh, yes. Um, do we get to go 
change. I believe we're still all in pajamas. Miss from... Motley, all of your adventuring materials have been confiscated as part of the pending investigation. However, I did make arrangements to have suitable alternatives delivered. They are in your dear friend Fleur's automobile as we speak. And by the way, Miss Farrow, I would suggest yes. investing in Arcana locks next time. Right. I, yeah. I mean, you probably could have just like found my car keys. Oh no, they're in my purse. Yeah, I'll look into that. Yes, Miss Farrow. <sighs> Thank you for seeing that we have what we need, Dean. Are they cute? Oh, what cute. The like clothes and stuff you got us, are they cute? They are functional. I know. I he's feel gonna like... look at Fleur and like Fleur's Fleur. already looking at us. He's like, it's okay. No one on campus is gonna see us. It's just, it's okay. Vesper, Don't you have a travel tiny body? Like, just oh, I've got a bedazzler in my bag of holding, which I have at the station. Very well. Don't worry. <laughs> Very well. It seems you've all dealt with these pressing issues that require the attention of the dean of your university. I will take my leave, stay out of trouble, and under no circumstances violate any of the terms of anything discussed with any agents, Miss Farrow. Understood. Uh, speaking of which, and Fleur kind of turns away and heads towards the agent really quickly. Agent Lothus is currently in conversation with Rosalie's mother. Well, I just, I, you know, anything that she signed, you know, I know she's not technically a minor, but it shouldn't be binding because she didn't have any sort of legal representation. She did not ask to read it. She did not ask for representation. Rights Hi. are presumed to be waived unless asserted. Really good question. Good point there. Um, can I get a copy of what I signed, please? I think that's probably well within my rights, right? And then Fleur looks at Rosalie's mom. Rosalie's mom kind of smiles at you uh, a little bit sadly as, as Agent Lothus goes. There was a clause in your agreement, which I hope you read, mm -hmm. pertaining to any copies that can be made. Okay. And can that I clause take dictated. Can minutes to read it then? You are more than welcome to come by the federal building in the future and consult the terms and conditions then. So I can't just like take two minutes to read it right now. It kind of feels like you like almost didn't want me to. Oh no, Miss Farrow, I assure you, every legal representative absolutely desires that the people mm -hmm. who they are contracting against or with read right. every clause. Yeah, I bet. It's a notably honest profession. Fleur just kind of squints at her. So what you're saying is I can't just go back into the room I was in three minutes ago and read the document? Miss Farrow, the document has been filed with the appropriate agency. You haven't left. If you will remember after you signed it, <laughs> I did a little bit of this and she does like a sort of mocking little cantrip in the air and some like little sparkles appear. I know not all of us are 
particularly gifted with arcana, mm-hmm. but surely you can recognize it when you see it. So if you could do that, could you not do that again to get it back? I'm sorry, do you think that we can just make government documents appear whenever anyone wants to read them? You think that that's... I mean, if you can make them disappear... That's how we assure national security is to just pull files for every 18-year-old girl with a battle axe and a bad attitude? I don't think I have a bad attitude. I think I have an attitude. But if you can make it disappear like this, why wouldn't you be able to make it reappear like this? You... You haven't taken any saying. sort of law class, have you? Why would I? Well, I because listen, clearly, Miss Farrow. I'm Ms. in Farrow, my first year. Miss Farrow, clearly, it is important to know your rights, and it is not yeah. the fault of the government if you do not. You see, I'm Rosalie's not- mom is like about to fucking snap. She really? is completely stiff. Her arms are bald. Her hands are bald into little fists at her side, and she grabs your wrist, (laughs) leans over to you, and whispers very quietly, Dear? Why don't you give me a phone call later, and I will help you figure this out? But for now, I think it is in both of our best interest if we exit the scenario as quickly as possible. Fleur? Game sees game when it comes to anger. And Fleur herself is getting a little pissed off. Because <laughs> she's like, this lady's being mean and she's talking down to me. And that's rude. Um, and so Fleur looks at Agent Lotha and goes, um, I just want you to be aware that I am taking note. Um, and she's trying to sound professional. Uh, but as much as like an 18-year-old can, um, of your lack of willingness to assist someone as well as your lack of cordiality. And if I can figure out who perhaps your manager is, I'll sh- endeavor to speak to them and then turns and leaves. <laughs> and she's like, she heard her mom say something like that like one time. <laughs> she's trying to just say it back and she does not wait for her to react and she just leaves her as a future Karen it's confirmed <laughs> Dr. Motley has like a vice grip on your arm as you walk away and she sort of steers you over to your friends and as, as she does so she pulls you for just a second and goes just for the record dear None of that feedback bullshit works. You file an official complaint, and what do they do? They file it away. They tell you they'll make note of it. None of that works. Do you understand? The system Mm -hmm. is built to oppress the very people who make it function. And so Mm -hmm. our only option here is to tear it down from the inside out. I have friends. I have friends who are radical radical attorneys who are pushing the limits of the law as fast as they can. And let me tell you, the progress there is incremental. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a phone number. You are going to call it. You are going to tell them everything that happened within the bounds that you are allowed to tell them. And they are going to help you. You might have to go to an office, whatever. And while you do that, I am going to go out and I'm going to buy the strongest proof of dwarven liquor I can find. And Uh I am going to throw a Molotov cocktail through the window of this building are going to tell no one i don't know what you're talking about okay and rosalie smiles at her and is like okay <laughs> rosalie sweetie 
Yes, mommy. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> okay, mommy. Like, this is all very normal for us. <laughs> your mom sort of pats your head and goes, and you're going to teach your friend about the um, benefits of the subtlety and discretion when it comes to your mother's behaviors. Dr. Motley? Yes, dear. You're fucking radical. I've never been radical in my life, dear. I am a mild-mannered physician. No, like, radical in, like, radical. Like, the cool way. I don't know if Rosalie's ever told you that. You are cool. I think my daughter's a little embarrassed of me. Huh, Rosie? What do you think? Rosalie's just blushing because having to hurt the word cool and just like her vicinity of anything, <laughs> it's like, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, and I'm not embarrassed of you, mommy. I just, I just want to, yeah, they're just, I'm just making friends. Of course, sweetie, I don't want to intrude. You Good luck on your quest. Don't worry about anything, okay? We're gonna take care of everything here. You guys just go off. Have fun. My first quest. Well, you know, Rosie. My first quest was the first time I ever sort of connected with your father. Do I know this story? You do know this story. Um you Does know Essie that hear this? yeah i think so she she's not being subtle she's sort of just like doing that she's... mom thing where they're just like talking a lot to compensate for something and is like Essie is staring at ian <laughs> ian yes. is not paying any attention to anything that's going on <laughs> your father he just yeah well you know the story about their whole the injury and then i healed them and they they just looked at me and i could see this light in his eyes that was just, well, okay, darling, you, if you need anything, you call me, um, and Essie, dear, um, make sure she drinks water. Without water, roses can't bloom. So, all right, all of you take care of each other. Um, Thank you for breakfast, Dr. Motley. I like to turn to Joy and uh, turn away from the Dean after, like, maybe reassuring her that, that, like, somehow we'll have a handle on them. <laughs> oh, of course. You're reassuring the deed? None I, of my Rosie's you... friends ever go hungry, okay? And that's a promise. If you ever need anything, you give me a call. She has my phone number. Rosalie, take good care of your friends. Remember to say Rosalie's your prayers. Rosalie's gonna cut her off with a hug and oh. uh, with a little bit of some tears in her eyes. Okay, mommy, I'll, I'll message you as soon as we get back. She just like melts against you and gives you a big hug and goes, okay, honey. And uh, turns around and walks out the door of the precinct, leaving the rest of you standing in the lobby. Where? What do you do now? Do you head to Fleur's car? Do you? There goes. Let's do it. Let's do it. I want to go. I would like to not. I want to go. I feel like I need to go get Aspen from Giannis because I don't think he wants to be here anymore. Giannis, that is. Aspen probably doesn't care. I bet Aspen just wants to be with you again. Well, probably. So we're going? Yeah, let's go. 
towards the door. <laughs> I think if there's if there's a once we get to the door, if there's some sort of like reception or something that might have you know, like a little map with like, there are rest stops down this highway. <laughs> I'll take one of them. Uh, as you go to leave, um, the man behind the reception desk, sort of a um, a friendly looking halfling, a uh, civilian worker goes, oh, do you need anything before you go? You got water, you got everything you own, you need uh, directions around the city. Are you from here? Are you not from here? Uh, I am not. Um, some of my party members are, but we're, um, sh uh, sure, give me a, and I call over to, to Fleur to be like, uh, uh, she's going to be the one driving. <laughs> oh, so you need a map? Where are you going? Where are we going? You are going to the Sea of, yeah. trees. Sea of trees. Oh, yeah. We're going to the Sea of Trees. But someone can also use MapQuest, right? Oh, well, we're not going to let you use our printer. Uh, it's really only for government oh. work. Okay, we'll take a map then to the Sea of Trees. Yeah, okay, and he sort of like pulls out a big, like, the kind of map you pick up at gas stations. Mm, that's um, the kind of one I envision. And that like unfolds of the whole continent, and he takes out a pen and sort of like tests it a couple times, takes out a different pen, tests it, takes out a third pen, tests it, it doesn't work, and he like licks the tip and like yeah. manages to like draw mm -hmm. a route and goes... Okay, so what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to go through here. You're going to want to take the highway uh, just about as far as it'll get you. Uh, and then, uh, well, to get to the actual Sea of Trees, are you going to the National Park? You go into the ranger station? You go into the town near there? Uh, what are you ranger looking station, for? Ranger station, I think, probably. Oh, okay. Or the town. Well, we'll so uh, if you're looking to uh, spend the night uh, somewhere, I would recommend Fayen. It's uh, just outside of the border there. It's uh, a lot of... Uh, Rangers and and their families out there, a couple of weirdos. But you know, who's to say? Some people are uh, into that sort of thing, and uh, you can probably stay there. And then it's just a short drive to the park. You know, score. Thank you. Thank oh, you are so much. Claire, are you leading? I didn't catch any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll lead. You fall. Obviously, that's what we always do. So you walk out the front of the precinct uh, and sort of. Take a hard right into the parking lot. Uh, in the parking lot is a bright powder blue Volkswagen Buggle. Uh, leaning against it is a satyr man in a torn up t-shirt um, and a dog that appears to be off leash, a St. Bernard that's fast asleep on his feet. Uh, as you emerge, the, uh, the satyr sort of blinks at you all slowly stands up and uh, walks towards you all, um, walking past a sort of vintage motorcycle uh, attached to which is a large sidecar. Um, Aspen bounds towards you, Ian, and uh, Giannis goes, Oh, hey, Ian, how you doing, man? Uh, Ian's gonna, like, kneel down and, like, ruffle uh, the fur around Aspen's neck. I said, like, Giannis, thank you so much for watching him. I just, I could not stand the thought of them touching him at all. Looking at him, thinking about him. Oh, you know? yeah, no, totally. Cops cannot be trusted, man. Just a whole bunch of narcs. They want to criminalize 
everything, dude. And, you know, so I should probably let you know, uh, well, I was out here with Aspen. Some, like, short blonde lady came up and, like, gave him, like, a bowl of dog food. And uh, I just sort of let her because it seemed like Aspen knew her. It's um, probably my mom. Yeah, she said to give you a kiss on the forehead, but I really don't know you that well. And also, I'm your professor, and I feel like that violates, like, sort of a dynamic that we're supposed to have. I think telling me is perfect. Okay. I feel like that was, kiss, like, generally her intention. received. Oh, <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? My name's Giannis. Uh, if you speak wind, my name is... But again, don't try to pronounce it um, if you don't speak wind because the accents are atrocious. Um, I am, of course, the Druidic Arts Professor at Alis University, University of Alis. Uh, very nice to meet all of you. If you ever have any interest in any ranger courses, druid courses, um, the conservation and sustainable use of magic resources. I'm your man, okay? Uh, very nice to see so many faces here. Uh, and I'm gonna go because, I mean, like, you know, you could search me for a reason, but, like, don't because I'm carrying. You know what I, you know what I mean? <laughs> Ian chuckles and, like, pats his shoulder briefly <laughs> and just is like thank you again Giannis nothing else needs to be done I appreciate you of course yeah and if you ever need anything you give me or my sister a ring okay got it thank you yeah yeah um so this is nice my to number meet you. oh yeah nice to meet you too nice to meet you what's your name little dude Vesper Nice to meet That's you. That's my roommate, by the way. Mm -hmm. Oh, word. Yeah, okay. All right. What's the rest of your names, then, since I'm asking? Uh, I'm Fleur. I'm Ian's twin. Oh, you're Fleur. Are you Fleur from the, with the, and he, like, does, like, a lacrosse stick line with his hand? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sick. Yeah, my sister's told me all about you. Stoked oh. to meet you. Stoked to meet you. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Uh, Vesper's probably, like, half glad that Fleur just like cut in just putting that out there <laughs> honestly i think you might cut out on my end because i didn't hear you Pip. i'm so sorry no it's fine but i'm like saying they probably appreciated that saving you rosalie's just gonna grab uh essie's sleeve again <laughs> so you're essie and uh who's your little elf friend this is my roommate, Rosalie. I guess you're both elves, but like, she's shorter. Rosalie. <laughs> I think I'm, is your mom, do you have a, do you have a mom? <laughs> yes, yes, I do have a mom. I, I believe most people have moms. Uh, th that's just assuming though, but. You'd be surprised. Uh, you'd be, you'd be surprised. Okay, yeah, no, your mom, uh, she also swung by. We had a conversation um, because we used to go to meetings together at this um, like anarchist collective like 10 to 15 years ago. She's pretty cool. She's pretty cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 
I agree. She's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go again. Don't like cops. Don't trust them. That's a good piece of advice. Enjoy your quests, my friends. And, uh, you know, just uh, tell the woods I said, hey. Do you have... um? Do you have any advice on us going into the Sea of Trees? Oh, yeah. Before, or... Absolutely, yeah. I dated a dryad from there for a while. Um, so uh, the first thing I'd say is the trees are always watching. Don't do anything there. You wouldn't be cool with having someone do in your home because, like, it's the trees' home. Uh, second thing, uh, the wood elves are not cool with you peeing wherever you want. Definitely use the designated bathrooms. Uh, third thing... Do you know that one from experience? You a cop? <laughs> no, no. Opposite was just interrogated by a bunch. That's what a cop would say. Uh, last piece of advice: don't, <laughs> don't get in any of the glowing pools. Glowing pools? Yeah, there's like some weird arcana that goes on. It's really cool from like a natural magic standpoint, but I'm just like. Unless you're, like, really, like, like, really, like, I mean, the elves will probably be fine, but I'd say, like, if you're not an elf, don't get in the pools. They got some, like, weird fae stuff going on, and, you know, like, the elves, they got that, like, fae ancestry thing, but the, uh, humans, halflings, I'd stay out of that. I personally love them. Wait, um, you can get in them? Well, I, I guess that you... makes sense, yeah. Satyrs are we're fans. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh Ian, you know, man, I thought we had that really close conversation about, you know, what the Fae sort of look like and uh a little bit disappointed, dude, that you didn't maintain any of that. Um so I'm I gotta be go. honest, a lot of that a bit of a night. Yeah. In his defense, he has been up all night. We all have. Also That's true, that's true. Come over now to be honest yeah yeah absolutely i get that that's um you know at a certain point you'll stop getting hung over which is pretty cool uh so you take carrion vesper essie rosalie uh ian keep an eye on your cop sister make sure she doesn't narc on any of your friends later and he like just sort of like trots away (laughs) vesper like awkwardly like like mimics like the but like out of time, the finger oh. guns back to. <laughs> what about me? Is giving cop Ian like elbows Florida is like everything <laughs> on what planet? Ian, I think maybe... he's just like crying, laughing. The blue, mm. it's powder blue, but it's still a shade of blue. Oh my god, I can't rebrand. Well, we can, maybe we can see what clothes uh, the Dean left us. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. And Fleur walks over to her car. Um, Before we do that, maybe we should decide who's going where. And Ian, like, walks over to the the, the motorcycle and, like, pats the uh, (laughs) the sidecar and beckons for Aspen to jump in. And then Aspen jumps in and uh, curls up immediately and falls asleep. So Ian's gonna follow us in his motorcycle, and he's about Harley to tell Sin. you. He's about to tell you that somebody can sit behind him. Yeah, but I'm here to tell you that you won't have a seatbelt that way. It's fine. It's it's kind of freeing, actually. I would 
rather have the seatbelt if there's enough room in my car for you there's enough room in my car for everyone as you say that Fleur you approach and see that you are in fact wrong oh the trunk of a Volkswagen Buggle is notably not very large most of the armor fits back there but the weapons including Ian's very large longbow your exceptionally large great axe a shield and um, some heavier armor have been tossed in the back seat. Your car can only fit two people, including uh, not including yourself. So, so three two, people two passengers and a driver. All right. So um, I've never packed five people's worth of stuff. So um, what I just said, we're going to rewind. I'm going to need someone to ride on the back. I'll, of I'll, go, with, I'll go with I, I, I'll go Perfect. with Ian. <laughs> Ian, like, and Fleur squints at Rosalie. <laughs> he pulls out a second helmet he at some point has put on his already. And he's like, perfect, because this is a little small. <laughs> and like, tosses gonna... it to Rosalie. Essie is going to look at Rosalie and just do like a little break a leg. But not really. His motorcycles are dangerous. <laughs> Bardic inspiration. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just like Laura looks at Vesper and goes, that was awfully quick. I, 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 I suppose, I don't know what the normal length of time to agreeing to ride on the back of a motorcycle is. That was quick. I will take your word for it. I think that Drive the safe. a motorcycle will ruin my vocal cords. So I'm personally think that it's a good call yeah. that Rosalie's the one. Who's going to be navigating? Cause whoever's navigating needs to go shotgun. All right. Take that role. All right. Then I will follow. And Rosalie Essie, will follow really too. quick question for you. With mm-hmm. peace and love, mm-hmm. have you ever navigated before? Well, when my mom Not on is... stage, real life. No. <laughs> no, real life. When okay. my mom is at one of her parties and I need to take the car over to her to pick her up. Okay. And then she really wants to drive her. back. Um, but she Whoa. really wants to be the one driving back. Usually I navigate her and sometimes steer the wheel from the passenger seat. Essie, make sure rewind. Let's back it up real quick. Yeah. Are you telling me your mom drives drunk? Well, yeah. Oh, Essie. Maybe you should neither confirm or deny that in earshot of a police. You know station. what? We'll talk about this I in can't the confirm car. or deny it. Or in because she's a nar. Shut <laughs> up, Ian. <laughs> So Fleur, uh, you, Essie, and Vesper get into your car. Ian, you climb onto the motorcycle. Um, Rosalie climbs on behind you, uh, wraps her arms around you. And now that the party has kind of been split, we're going to start with the buggle. Okay. Um, Essie, you get into the front seat. Fleur, you get into the driver's seat. Uh, Vesper, you sit in the back and you realize that you were probably the best choice for this. You have the most space, all things considered. Um, and Fleur, as you hit play on your CD player and the pulsing, pop, heavy, breathy vocals of mm-hmm. Miss Brittany Longbow comes on. Great. Um, <laughs> your phone rings. Okay. Have I started driving yet? 
No. You've like up. you've you've done that thing where you get in the car and you turn on the music before you like really do anything. That's my life in real life, actually. Um, Fleur picks up the phone. Hello. Uh, is this Fleur? Yeah. Is this uh, who's is it? Is it Garrett or is it Kyle? It's Kyle. Kyle. Okay. Kyle, how are you? I'm uh, I'm all right. I'm calling to check in on you. Yeah, um, I guess, what have you heard? Uh, well, we got a call from Dean Madrigal in the, in the middle of the night, and, um, there was a woman who wanted us to come down and talk at the station. Apparently, Cammy's missing. Did you talk to the woman at the station yet? No, uh, I don't talk to cops without a lawyer. Smart. Wish I had thought of that. Um, Fleur goes, yeah, um, when I got to our dorm last night, her stuff was all torn up. I don't know what's going on, but uh, I was actually going to text you because I think I think we should all talk about what's going on. But I have been sent on a quest with my adventuring party because our whole floor is shut down. So when I come back, I think we should meet up our adventuring parties and figure out what's going on. Your whole floor's shut down? Yeah. So you'll be needing a place to stay? Possibly. I think we should definitely talk when you get back. I would, I would like that. And uh, in all sincerity, besides that, are you okay? I know that you two were close. I mean... Our party only really met up a couple times, which she talked about you a lot. Honestly? Not really. I'm kind of freaking out. I'm worried about her. Yeah. Well. And I'm sure you you are too. I mean, yeah, but she's also terrifying. Um, yeah, because she's cammy. Yeah, I think, th- I think she'll be okay, Fleur, and um, I hope so. I'm sorry that you're dealing with this. Let me know if you need to talk. I will. I'll I'll give you a shout as soon as we're back from our first quest. Well, you better because I'm gonna be kicking my roommate out. It sounds like. I don't worry. You'll hear from me. <laughs> can I can I lean forward uh, and like tap uh, Fleur's arm and go? If that's Kyle from our history, can he? Um, can you ask him to please uh, give me his notes when we get back? Kyle, what's up? Vesper um, has asked if you'll give them your notes when we get back. I figured I could get them, maybe bring them to Vesper. Did Vesper actually ask that, or are you just looking for an excuse to come see me? Vesper actually asked that. It's You can't tell me that that's not something Vesper would ask. Well, I don't usually take notes, but... Do you think you cut this one time? For Vesper or for you? Both of us. You're hard to say no to. I know. I'll take notes. Thank you. Bye, Kyle. Bye, Fleur. (laughs) And Fleur hangs up. Is that Kyle? It was. 
Flirt kind of, kind of like, uh, Flirt kind of like mimics what Essie is doing. It's like he's he's very different than the boys I've dated before, but I kind of like that he's got a little attitude with me. Okay, so this entire road trip, what I'm hearing is that we're going to talk about Kyle. I mean, yes, Vesper. <laughs> Vesper leans back and is probably actually still like like a couple steps behind trying to figure out the purpose of the shimmy <laughs> like trying to figure out what that is meant to communicate as he looks so they're back, just vibing in the back seat as he looks back at them and just pats vesper on the knee <laughs> it's like it's okay fleur kind of uh backs out and pulls up so the driver's side is next to ian's motorbike and goes you ready to follow? Yeah, what took so long? I was on the phone. With mom? With Kyle. Disgusting, let's go. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, have Rosalie call Essie if you guys need to take a pee break, oh, okay? Oh, wait, wait, wait. And he look, he like leans back to look at Rosalie. Do you need a jacket? It gets really windy. Uh, out, of, out of Fleur's car. I, Speak I, now or forever hold your peace. Yeah, yeah, I'd like a jacket. Flirt unlocks her car. Come and get it. Uh, yeah. What jacket do I grab? What What are my options? Okay, you have <laughs> three options. Three options. Two of these were brought by Flirt's mother. The third is from Magical Tumble Twig. There is a sort of worn jean jacket with some patches on it. One says, um, keep Dreamers Grove wild. Another seems to be from the national park that you're heading to. Um, there's even like a faded junior ranger patch sewn onto the back. Um, I recognize its smell. <laughs> a roll of perception check. Okay. <laughs> I'll do a physical roll for this. We'll, we'll see what it gets. And a stealth check. And a stealth? <laughs> oh, damn. All right. So 15 for the perception. Sniff. <laughs> and a stealth. Can I roll perception? Oh, and I have disadvantage because of my chainmail. Do I still? Yeah, I guess. I'll... You're not currently wearing your chainmail. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm rolling perception against her stealth. <laughs> 10. I rolled a 12. <laughs> um, Rosalie, you kind of like sniff it. For a second, Fleur, you don't quite get what she's doing, but you do see her, like, lead her face into it um, in, like, an attempt to be subtle. Uh, Rosalie, the next jacket is a, like, sort of sequined... Um, you you know when they knit sweaters that have, like, like sparkly yarn in it? Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. a cardigan like that, like a cropped oh, yeah. cardigan. And the third option is, like, a... Size triple XL uh, ALSU hoodie that when you hold it up literally hangs down to your knees. Did I recognize the smell? No, this is from <laughs> Dean Magical Tumble Twig. I know, but I'm saying for the you first You can one. roll. Oh, yes. That is, uh, you lean in and sniff it, and it smells like, um, like uh, Battle Kevin. Axe brand deodorant, um, uh, pine trees. I'll grab that one for no reason. Okay. 
I'm living. I'm living for this. <laughs> I've never been so happy. <laughs> As you uh, tuck your cell phone into the pocket of this jean jacket, you get a text notification. Oh, I check it. Uh, this is a text from Harry. It says, hey, kiddo. Talk to your mom just now. Says you're going on your first quest. Uh, is it with the three periods like that parents do? Yes, <laughs> exactly. But there's like a space between each period as well. And okay. at one point there's a comma where there should have been like the third period. <laughs> hey, kiddo, talk to your mom just now. Said she's go you're going on her on your first quest. Good luck. I'll make sure she's not too worried about you. Gene sends his love too. Period. Second follow-up text. Uh, he was in cafe when mom came doing book tour speech today. Didn't seem too awkward between the two of them. And then the last text says, stay safe. Harry. Rosalie will just message a quick, like, you know, chat you soon, see you soon. Make sure they're doing okay and not fighting. Of course, Kato, bring your party for coffee when you get back. It's on me. Uh, just a heart to a minus three. Perfect. That. All right. Before Fleur finishes pulling out, she looks back at Vesper and goes, I have no idea what Dean Tumbletwig uh, described to us, but we're going to be driving for a few hours and I don't know if you get car sick, but if you want to do some like research because you're really smart and try to figure out what we're about to fight, that would be sick. Hmm. Um, as far as I remember from my role, I sort of remembered what it was, but not exactly what it's named. So I go, do I have the bestiary in my backpack? Roll. I expect everything. I expect everything would have been packed the night before for the next day of school. Ooh, that's a good question. Let me do a quick percentile die roll. A, 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 a schedule roll, if you will. A, a cheeky D one hundred here. Uh, on anything above a eighteen, you have it in your bag. Let's see. Roll die. All right, 79. You did, in fact, pack it. <laughs> Love it. Um, and as he uh, knew the name of the beast last time. Right. Awesome. Uh, then I go, yeah, no, I um, I expect, I have an idea, but uh, I, I don't remember the details, so I was going to do that anyways. I have a, a, a lot to prepare, especially if we're, yes, Fleur. <laughs> You'll have time as long as you don't get distracted by singing and for the drive and sends it. Oh my god. But that's amazing. So Essie and Fleur are singing loudly along to Brittany Longbow. Yeah. Uh while we are driving, can I text Huck really quickly? Absolutely. Fleur gets road rage, so occasionally she'll be in the middle of singing and then be like how could you cut me off like that? That's literally the rudest. I can't believe they're only going 10 over the speed limit. This is literally, I can't. They are following the law. It is meant to keep us safe. They're, 
they're just the villains in this story. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, Essie's gonna text uh, Huck and say, um, "Hey, on way to uh, near Sea of Trees. Let me know if you want to meet up." Hi, Essie. Haven't heard from you in a while. That's Huck's voice. Would love to see you. <laughs> but not sure if I can make it. Let me know what your plans are, and I'll try to make it there. Say, so for sure. Also, do you happen to know anything about... I forgot the exact name of the beast, but I Displacer know... Displacer beast. Displacer. Do you happen to know anything about displacers? Because I know Huck is a druid. <laughs> yes! Exclamation point. <laughs> the grown ones are dangerous. The babies are really cute. Wait. Happen to know how Fleur to... doesn't say this, but for context, um, has has Essie ever met Huck? Oh my god, Essie's being catfished. <laughs> you don't, don't know that. Say that. Okay. You don't know that. <laughs> never met or seen. We have never exchanged photos canonically. I'm specifically It's the 2000s. What did you expect? <laughs> True. True. Into the year 2000. How <laughs> much has changed, but <laughs> Let um, me know what your plans are. We'll do likely heading to Ranger Station by Sea of Trees. Oh! That is kind of near me. Could maybe see you after all. Hopefully see you soon. Smiley face. Very cool. Smiley face. <laughs> all right. The most awkward friendship ever. <laughs> Love Aww. it. As you... uh. Speed okay. down the highway. Um, Vesper, are you doing any research? Um, yes, sure. <laughs> Is there? Let's have you roll an intelligence check. If you roll above a 20, um, you and Essie and Fleur will all have advantage in any attacks against an upcoming Displacer Beast battle. 24. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Got a 19 plus five. Go off, Pippin! Be sure to, to throw that down. Um, all right, Ian and Rosalie, you are on the bike. Is there any conversations you need to have before I transition the scene? It, well, it's moving right now, isn't there? Yes. I was like, can we have a conversation? I was like, yeah. <laughs> you can, but like, there's gonna, like, you have to imagine yourselves yelling. Okay. Don't forget the importance of body language. <laughs> um, while they're still like pulling out of the the station, Ian's gonna be like, "Okay, so listen, it's a long drive. Your arms are gonna get tired. So if you don't want to like hold on to me, you can grab my belt loops. And if you don't want to do that, there's like some metal kind of back behind you. But like, whatever's comfortable." I. I I think I also have some, I do not have some because I am not a rogue. Um, <laughs> Don't kill me. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll consider that. We'll, we'll see if uh, that becomes an issue. 
Also, um, where'd you get that jacket? Oh, I just grabbed whatever I found in Fleur's car. <laughs> he just kind of nods and he's like, okay, all right. And then he's like, what do you think about this uh, killing a beast, bringing it back? Sort of thing. I think, I don't know. I think it could be, uh, how was Jenny? How was the beast described in that novel with the displacer beast? Oh, okay. So um, it was described as like sort of a ferocious adversary, but in the story, um, after the princess defeated the, the, the displacer beast, she found its kitten and raised it as uh, her own little pet. I feel like I'm excited to see what they actually look like. Um, it seems like it'll be scary, but I, I heard they have really cute babies. Cute babies? I'm already upset about having to kill it in an adult form. I, I don't know. I, I'll kill it if it means that I'll have to protect you guys. Oh, well, that's pretty, that's pretty novel of you. <laughs> and is the motorcycle going at all like at some point yeah we're probably going okay. at some point it's it's beautiful it's beautiful <laughs> i feel like as they trek along they probably don't converse much and ian's kind of you muted yourself sick i'm back uh i feel like ian is used to kind of being quiet and like reflective on his bike because he probably doesn't usually have anybody ride with him besides aspen so it's every also the only moments he gets away from Fleur. Also that. <laughs> so I feel like every now and then he'll kind of remember that Rosalie's there or like she'll adjust and he'll kind of like feel her. I think she's just holding on for dear life, both for like personal reasons and for just fear. <laughs> I, think he'll I think he'll check in on you. Like if you're like gripping tighter, he'll be like, you okay? Do you want to stop? Like <laughs> he's just going to check in periodically, but otherwise he'll probably just like cruise and enjoy the scenery all right so you guys um travel for about uh six hours uh that includes like a couple stops at rest stops um there's a point where you need to recharge the arcane engine on the bike which involves uh basically throwing frozen treats into the fuel tank for the uh elemental that has been employed to power this this bicycle um fleurs meanwhile runs on the typical less energy efficient uh fire um uh elemental system and uh, all she has to do to refuel that is alternate between throwing and sticks and if she can persuade a, a caster to cast like a fire-based cantrip, that will really sort of refill the engine. You all um, get back on or in your various vehicles. Uh, you know, Flora gets a little baggie of corn nuts uh, oh, yeah. that she eats because Ian's not in the car to like criticize it Traitor. for once. But they're like sweet and salty corn nuts because like Fleur doesn't really like savory things. Oh yeah. Oh but yeah. But she kind of fucks with it because she always snacked on the same stuff Ian did. 
So there's um there's like a limited release kettle corn flavored corn exactly. nut that's that's out. It's kind of like caramelly. Um, it smells so strongly of corn nuts in the car for a while. Um, but you arrive in the town of uh, what did I say the name is? Uh, Fein. Fein. Um. Right around sunset. This is a sleepy little town. Um, just a couple of, of uh, motels sort of near the edge of the forest. Um, a single gas station. A collection of houses made of sort of weathered wood with um, these like steep sloping uh, uh, roofs that sort of combat the rain that seems to be constantly falling here. The the ground is covered in like thick green moss and there's just an abundance of this like verdant growth because of of this constant moisture. Can you describe the three motels to me? Because I feel like Fleur knows they've got to stop at a motel. She's leading the charge, so she's just going to pick one. Absolutely. Um, the first one is a Motel 2. It uh, is pretty typical, a little bit run down in that way that almost all sort of travel-based hotels are, motels are um, made of concrete with like sort of heavy locking doors. Uh, they appear to have vacancy. Next door is the, uh, I'm trying to think of another word for this. The, hang on, hang on. Lower class lodge, um, mm-hmm. which may or may not be a play on a Kana lodge. Uh, right. Right. That has like a pool that appears to be full of leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a motel, but unlike the Motel 2, which is all one level, this has two levels. Um, and the final motel doesn't appear to be a chain motel at all. It's called the Green Leaf Inn. Um, but someone has sort of scratched out the word green and uh, changed it to the Dandelion Leaf Inn. Fleur goes uh, uh, to herself. She goes, okay, well, Ian would really like that one. It's like, we'll go that one. And then she drives over to the Dandelion Inn because she knows it would make Ian happy. The Dandelion Leaf Inn is made of like worn bricks um, stacked on top of each other. Uh, Some of them appear to be cracking. The foundation is is concrete, but grown over with this like green moss. Um, And the office is at the front of the building. There's like a little glass door, um, some glass windows. You can see a wood elf seated at the desk, drinking a cup of coffee, sort of clicking on their computer. And as you you get a closer glance, they are playing like an offline solitaire game. Nice. On their computer. Uh, Do you go inside? Yeah, so Fleur kind of parks. And then when Ian pulls up, she goes, I thought this might be best. I figured, do you like it? I was literally just telling Rosalia that I hope we stay at the dandelion. I thought so. Don't I know you? Um, and then Fleur heads up to the office to talk to the person. Uh, follow. <laughs> you open the yeah, door it's... and it sort of jingles. And I've uh... locked my car, by the way. <laughs> I want to make that very clear. Arcane locked. Arcane. You don't. The know car arcane does have locks. a lock. Yeah, but it doesn't have arcane locks. But it has a lock. <laughs> Correct. But the implication of the of the, the lock comment was that an arcane lock would protect it from, like, the knock spell. Right. Um, Which, not necessarily. 
I mean, knock doesn't necessarily open locks. It suppresses but... it for 10 minutes. Yeah. 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 Either way, I'm Fleur does lock a car. Not from arcane shit, but from people just wanting to open it. Anyways. <laughs> um, Ian's way of keeping his David Harleyson safe is to leave Aspen until he's ready. <laughs> so do you leave Aspen? So you leave Aspen. Uh, does everyone else go in? I'll follow. Yeah. Oh, but no, F- Rosalie has her eyes shut and still holding on to you. It just kind of like tries to like pat her and it's like, are you cold? Are you good? Are you stuck? <laughs> are we there? We are, we're here. We're going to go Fully check stopped. in. Do oh. you, do you want to stay here with Aspen or do you want to come in or? Oh, no, no, it's, it's oh, okay. You okay? <laughs> yeah. You look in, uh, Rosalie's got like a couple of bugs stuck to her face. <laughs> you have to just reach out and like brush it off and brush it out of her hair without saying anything and just kind of head towards the, the inn. <laughs> right, you all walk into this office. Uh, a bell above the door jingles and the elf behind the counter looks up. You notice that across from this, this door is a counter with um, like a bread box full of what appears to be stale bagels. There's like a little mini fridge on top that's clear with the like a couple of things of cream cheese. And as you enter, the elf goes, um, hello. Hi. Hi. Well, do you have any vacancies? Yes. Doesn't sound super convincing, gonna be honest. We roll perception on this dude. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> do not trust this man at all. I may do the same. Night, see him over the counter. No, you cannot. Look? Can you describe what he looks like at all? Or or that's perception. That's a perception check. I've rolled a 21. I got a solid 12. Nice. <laughs> he looks like he's about 22 years old. Uh, he's got dark circles under his eyes. The cup of coffee that he's drinking, you notice uh, he's put out a cigarette in and appears to have forgotten that he does it because as he takes a sip, he like sputters, looks down and uh, just sort of like casually takes the mug off the counter and sets it on the ground next to him. Um, I mean, like he's good looking, but in that way that like uh deli workers and motel staff sometimes are where it's like you've had kind of a hard life the is, line cook good looking that's he's got like kind of a, a line cook look he's got some like heavy tattoos that are aren't necessarily well done but work pretty well with whatever aesthetic he's going for as well as a chain around his neck at the end of which you see um has sort of a symbol of a burning flame which, uh, Rosalie, you would recognize as the symbol of the Lady on Fire. Um, he's got sort of hair that, that flops into his face and uh, sort of a five o'clock shadow. No, I'm sorry. I am convinced we do have rooms available. We, it's just not really the busy season, so I wasn't actually expecting anyone to show up. Ah, but fair. I guess. There's nobody here? Uh, I mean... There's like three people and two of them are like for the study for the forest and the other one is um uh she like rents hourly. Ah. Why would you uh, want to rent hourly? I always I can never determine oh, how long I'm Essie. Essie. My dear. 
we'll talk about it later. This is kind of Essie, and, and Ian's gonna like pull Essie aside and be like, remember the like paying a goal to the person at the party? This is gonna be kind of like that where maybe just keep it on the down low until we can explain it. Okay. Wait, okay. I want to make it clear. Good for them. But yeah, if, if <laughs> I, I'm not, we're just maybe not a conversation for right here. Ian just nods enthusiastically and says, yeah, later. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll talk anyways how many rooms do you have available uh literally as many as you need unless you need like eight uh i also saw that you have a dog outside yeah. we have two pet friendly rooms i'll Four. take one of those how many beds are in each room so we have like a bunch of different options um uh the the first one is gonna be we have a room that just has a full-size bed we have one with two fulls, we have one with two twins, we have one with two queens, we have one with a king, we have one with two kings. Okay. We'll take three rooms, with, and each of them have two beds in them, and one of them like, is dog I friendly. pull on Fleur, uh, Fleur's arm and go, how about asking the rate for each room first? You know what? <laughs> Money buddy, good question. Money buddy. <laughs> How much? <laughs> How they're, much? That's why they're in charge of the ledger. Does it cost? Well, it depends on the room. What is your cheapest room? The cheapest room is going to be the one full size bed. What are the rates? Just tell us the rates across the board. One full size bed is going to be one gold. Two full size beds is going to be two gold and a silver. Uh, two. Twin beds are going to be two golds. Uh, two queen-size beds are going to be three gold. Two king-size beds are going to be five gold. Uh, and they all come with cable. And uh, we don't accept credit. You only cash here. That's cool. We'll take two rooms, one of the ones with the two doubles, one with the two queens, and then the third room will be the pet-friendly room, and it can have two beds or one bed in it. That's totally up to you. What? Like, what's, what's available in the pet room? Yeah, because um, I want to have two rooms oh, with two beds. So the pet room, we have a full size with just one full size. And we'll then... take that one. Cool. All right. Yeah. Uh, what's... You don't want to hear about the other one? You don't want to. You don't want to have a sleepover for What's the name? I mean, I'm down. I'm just trying to make it so that everybody has their space if they want it. Like, I can do three people in one room. If you and Vesper want to share a room, I can share a room with Rosalie and Essie, and we can just get two rooms. That's fine with me. Then, the name what's... just just do name Vesper Thorn a quill, please. Um... And I'm like jumping up and I, I step back so that like point of view, he can finally see me. He like looks Essie. over the desk at you and goes, okay, all right. Essie. Essie. You want to go on my shoulders? I'm going to need you to take a second and think about why that's probably not something you should have asked me. Okay. I just want to, I just want to make life easier for you. I can appreciate the sentiment um please don't okay the guy lets out like a low whistle and is like okay Uh, how much total 
I don't know. What rooms are you getting? We'll do um, two beds in a pet-friendly room. And I, that's it. Uh, and then I, the, I would, I would, I, I liked the idea of a sleepover. I, I've you want never five had... people in one room, Rosalie? I think it'll be fun. We can talk about the the quest. How big are the beds in that room? So they're a double. In that case, we could I could put you in the honeymoon suite for all of you. It's got a a big king size bed, a pull out couch, a heart shaped bathtub. Um, that's separate from the shower. It's like in the middle of the room. Um, and, uh, then that would be six gold and a silver piece. Let's just do that. Fleur's like, Fleur hates this shit. She just wants it to be over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rosalie just has puppy eyes. Dan is not past the heart shaped tub in the middle of the room. You know, I just want to say the human girl's kind of acting like she hates this, but I want to point out that she absolutely extended these negotiations about 10 yeah, times know, longer than like, they normally go. I just want to, I've been driving for six hours. Yeah, I, just I know, but um, I think maybe the halfling should be in charge of, or what are you, a gnome? Gnome, yes, but. Sorry, we don't have I, a lot I'm of gnomes. Lo- I'm pulling out the. Oh yeah, no, Vesper's in charge they, of yeah. the money. I, don't no, you worry. I feel like maybe they should be in charge. I don't know. I, your whole thing, very confusing to me. Ian's you know, over it, and he's going to walk out and just go hang with Aspen. And yes. I, I, <laughs> have to, really I do work have on to your hand. customer service. <laughs> T. Just putting that out there as a, as a note for you for next time. I was going to hand these to Fleur. I'm going to put them in a mage hand and <laughs> lift it up to him. The guy takes it and is like still staring at Essie and he goes, Thank you for your help. Yeah, if you want to file a report it. with my manager, uh, the name is Kian. That's uh, C-I-A-N. Did you get that? Yeah. I did. Thank you. Yeah. Kian, the, you have the been last name most helpful. Is gonna be uh last name is gonna be Are you listening? You just you seemed really concerned about this earlier. Yeah? Yes. Okay, it's Kian Ushin. You got that? File let him know that I'm doing a terrible job. I guarantee you he will not fucking care. <laughs> Continental breakfast is served from uh six AM to whenever the fuck I feel like throwing away the bagels. Fair. Um, don't ask me any questions. We won't have any problems. And uh yeah, enjoy your stay. Why are you here? We're going to the ranger station tomorrow. Okay. Sounds good. We're on a quest. I'm really excited about it. Cool. Uh... <laughs> can we need keys? I can we get the <laughs> the keys for these rooms? <laughs> oh, yeah. See, that's why he should be in charge. All right. <laughs> There's just one key. Don't lose it. We do charge a sixteen gold. Uh, oh my fee. god. Good to know. Uh, will not lose it. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good trip, Mix uh, Thorn Quill. Thank you. 
Uh, Blur takes the key and hands it to Vesper and uh, goes. No, the guy handed it straight to Vesper. Oh, yeah. okay. I have Blur it. Blur goes, don't put it in my bag of holding. That's mm-hmm. like a surefire way to lose it. Awesome. Are we going? Can we go now? Yeah. You all go to the room. I lead them to the room. You, uh, you all sort of figure out your sleeping arrangements. You have a pleasant night. The tub is disgusting. None of you decide to use it. It looks like it's never been cleaned, but it is in fact heart-shaped. And like, just to the right of the TV stand for some reason, literally in the middle of the room. Uh-huh. Um, oh God, is the room carpeted? It is. Can we have uh-huh. it? Yeah. I'm gonna have you guys all roll a constitution saving throw to see how well you sleep. See if you get that full long rest. If you are a full elf, you do not need to throw one because you don't need to sleep. You just need to trance. everyone it is Vic who plays Fleur Pharaoh here on Tabletop Tavern I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and to remind you of a couple of things we're excited to partner with Encanto Enchanted Paper who make magical handmade D&D notebooks for your whole party to enjoy the team at Encanto sent us all notebooks to help with our mystery solving and I have to say it's easily become a staple for me while we play in this campaign with stunning holographic covers a character sheet at the front of the book and dot grid pages throughout Encanto's notebooks are great for taking notes drawing little moments between characters or planning out movements for the battle you're currently in. If you're interested in a little magic for yourself or for your party, you can find them at Encanto.inc. And if you use our code, Tabletop Tavern, you'll receive 25% off of your order. We actually do this show live every single Monday night at 8 p.m. EST, 6 p.m. MST over on Twitch. Our link is twitch.tv slash the tabletop tavern with an underscore. So if you want to experience the show live with our audience, we would love to have you. Also, we post frequently on Twitter updates about the show, times that things are changing, as well as fun memes and updates, Easter eggs, and really cool stuff. So we would love to see you over on our Twitter, which is at tabletop tavern. That is everything for me for today. Once again, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your support so, so much, and we hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Go Griffins! Um. 14. Oh, it's a DC 10, babe. Oh, God. Nice. Might be on 20. Is it working? (laughs) Uh, No, no, you you rolled so many times, babe. You got an 18 on the first one. You're totally fine. All right. Sorry, it wasn't showing that it was working. (laughs) Rosie Lee got a 23. All right. So you all get the benefits of a long rest. The next morning, you wake up. You uh, sort of all rest. Get out of the beds that you've slept in. Uh, None of you used any of the sheets. You slept on top of the comforters. This is not a clean motel in any sense of the word. You grab some stale bagels from Kian, who does not seem overly pleased to see you again. And uh, I'll get in the buggle slash on the motorcycle and drive to 
the ranger station. The ranger station is uh, actually a set of buildings, uh, more of an outpost than an actual tourist stop. The tourist ranger station, you know, is more south of, of where you are. You are sort of at the northern point of the park. You park your car and your motorcycle outside of the station. And as you exit the car, a uh, tall, willowy wood elf woman comes to meet you. She's got a, uh, a lit cigarette hanging out of the corner of her mouth. She's dressed in a pair of like crumpled khaki shorts that go down to her knees and a tank top uh, branded with the logo of the Rangers of Kralin. Uh, she also has a tattoo on one arm of what appears to be a howling wolf. Her hair is cut short almost in like a quasi-mohawk style. And uh, she has wrinkles around her eyes, which tells you, Essie, that she's probably about 300 to 400 years old. Okay, what do we have here? Who are you? Why are you here? Why, why are you here? Why are you on my property? Well, our property, why are you here? We're students uh, at ALSU. We have been sent on a quest uh, to help, I suppose. Dumble Twig sent you? Yes. yes. We're here to help with the displacer. Ah. Okay. So you're here to help with the uh, the displacer? <clears throat> Flirt the, takes a deep breath. You know the forest? Yes. Yes, Ian does. Not this forest particular. A little bit from a trip. Actually, we've been here, so yeah. Oh, you've been here. Oh, so I bet that takes away all your worries about getting lost in them woods, huh? Not at you all, took, You took a walking tour, a guided tour? Ah, okay, all right. So here's how it's gonna go. Provided you survive... You bring the displacer belt and head back here. Prove to me it's dead. And uh, I take a picture, send it along to the folks in charge. And uh, you can take whatever trophies you want back with you to your uh, your school. Score. <clears throat> Got any questions? Where was the last place you saw it? Oh, which one? Oh, There's good. The one that we're going for? Oh, well, I told, uh, told Tumbleswig that there were two, so it's, uh, you should be going after both of them. But okay. they're no, probably together, they, okay. uh... They're both adults? That would be expected. I mean, they're big as adults. Mean as adults. I should probably let you know, too... Where there are displacer beasts, there are usually uh, blink dogs, so you're going to want to keep an eye on that, especially if you got a uh, companion of your own. They can be, uh, well, you know, it's one of two ways, either friendly or not so friendly to the, uh, the other dogs here from the material plane. Uh, she she flicks up. the uh, cigarette butt onto the floor, onto the ground of, of the parking lot and sort of Grinds it in, and, uh, tell you what, you managed to bring back both the heads, uh, there's a little bit of a, uh, reward for you. Going rate for contractors is, uh, 
1500 gold per kill. Uh, I like to hear do that. Do we have to turn that into the school or do we get to keep that? I don't know. I'm not. What do I look like? I'm, I'm just Technically, kidding. Dean Tumbletwig only said we had to kill one of them. So if we kill both of them, then we probably are just contractors for that kill and therefore get to keep the proceeds. Right, Vesper? Listen, kids, I, I just have to check the school policy. I think <laughs> we should deal with it first and then figure it out. Let's just, just kill them both. I just met you um, and I don't know you all that well, but uh, <laughs> asking those kind of questions seems like some narc things. I'd say if you're, you know, not a narc, you just pocket the money for yourself. Score. Let's do it. Uh, Maybe question. Ian's the narc. Doubtful. Um, <laughs> You said there's two. Is one a male and one a female? I have to say I didn't get a, a good look at them when they were ripping uh, O'Shaughnessy's face off. You know, I didn't get a real good look at their genitals. I had some uh, other things to think about. Is O'Shaughnessy okay? Yeah. Well, as okay as you can be with no face. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, well... So do we get like a guide or something or we're just doing this ourselves? Just point us in the right direction. <laughs> Thought you said you knew the forest. Have they yeah. lit another cigarette? <laughs> they've they've <laughs> taken one out from behind their ear <laughs> that was already lit and is now are now smoking that one. It's chain smoking. <laughs> is there any chance you have um if is there a map of the forest that we could use? You got a ranger, don't you? Ian stands up a little straighter. If you like, want to pass your ranger classes and uh, become one of us, you're going to have to prove yourself sooner or later. Consider it a test. All right, let's just go then. Fleur's like, I cannot be around this person anymore. Essie's going to text Hawk really quick and be like, at ranger station. You get a text from Hawk that says, um, when you get back from wherever you're going, uh, the di come get dinner on me at the diner. Got you. Okay. So Flair uh, goes. Be careful, right. I guess. Uh, don't get eaten. And if you do get eaten, try to get eaten all the way because uh, we're the ones who have to go out there and pull the bodies out of the bushes and whatnot. So we'll bear that in mind. We'll do our best. Absolutely. And you said you're uh, from Alice, right? Yeah, Alice University. Well, you just be real careful, okay? We will. Thank you. I guess they'll head Maybe back to, to their vehicles and like yeah. to suit up. up quickly and then yeah. head suit out. Up. She like stands there and watches you put on your armor and just kind of like narrows her eyes at you. Are we doing? Can I roll perception? Wrong? You can roll yeah. an insight check if you want to. Yeah, I'm going to roll insight. I would also like to roll insight. Yes. I'm sussed out a little bit. Mm. Not great. That's a 12. I got a 21. That's a nat one, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Modified four. Essie, this woman wants to be your friend. Uh, Ian, <laughs> she seemed a little concerned with the fact that you were coming from Alice. Oh. Something about that gave her pause when she kind of comprehended what that meant. But she As has directly reached out to Tumbleswig, it sounds like? She did. 
as Fleur's putting on her armor, she kind of shimmies over to Ian and goes, what's up with her? Uh, like I'm everything? weird vibes. Yeah, like everything. And she probably needs to smoke less. And he like, throws, yeah. he throws on a jacket and like starts prepping his bow <laughs> and all that shit. And he's like, I feel like when we said A-list, she got a little, uh, you know? Weird. Uh, I don't know anything. Neither do I. But and he like does like one of those like crack your knuckles kind of. Now's things. your time to shine. Remember that one time I got lost in the forest and you had to yeah, find me. You gotta let me lead now. Yeah, Fleur. let's do it. I'm just saying, if I if we're gonna do this, you're gonna have to trust me a little bit. Ian, I got lost in the forest outside of our school when I was a kid, and you got me out. When it comes to forests, I know it's not my strength. But you didn't leave me lead to the party, which I also could have done. Just throwing it out there. Rosalie and Vesper. As (laughs) the pharaohs do their whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) You and Essie, uh, the two of you and Essie sort of stand behind the car. The two martial classes have a little bit more getting dressed to do than you do. Um, Rosalie puts on her chainmail. And yeah, as you all sort of stand there and and watch the two siblings bicker, um, the woman approaches you. Listen, I know that you're really starstruck and I I appreciate you for not saying anything. Um, And I think you're you're seem like a cool person. But listen, if you could just keep me being here on the down low. I just don't want who the hell are you? What you're talking about. Essie Heffer, nice to meet you. <laughs> she like looks down at your hand and goes, okay, so I didn't want to say this in front of your human friends, but uh, I'm a little surprised that they uh, sent humans on this mission. Why, why is that? Uh, well, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the disappearances. That's that's part of why we're. This was a very impromptu assignment for us. Uh, Are the disappearances all humans? Um, I mean, you know, humans more than yeah. I'd say mostly humans. Yeah, all humans. Uh, I mean, they're not that common every fifty years or so, but uh, you know, we're kind of overdue. So I thought maybe. What do you mean every 50 years? I mean every 50 years, you know, the uh, the news stories about the, the campers who go missing or the human rangers who disappear. So humans disappear from this forest every 50 years? Oh, yeah, give or you take. You didn't think to mention that before? Well, I thought or... your professors would mention it. I, I didn't want to freak your friends out there, you know. We appreciate the heads up. We and I look at both of them and I go, we weren't aware that it was quite um, so evident a pattern. Um, what are you, I mean, from the forest, people disappear, you know, the uh, pools and the. Um, right. We have, we, you know what? We did have a professor tell us not to go in the pools, which were for non-elves not to go in. So that would make sense. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't uh... I wouldn't, you know, get in the pools if I were you or the humans, the, uh... The Are half-elves safe? 
oh yeah, you get the flame, the flame bloodline. You're 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 fine. As he's gonna squeeze Rosalie's hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they're quite nice pools too. I just I wouldn't get friends in them or too close to them. Have we, you been in them? Yeah. Oh yeah, many times. What did so, you think? Oh, they're nice. They're warm. The uh, something about them ties you to uh, a different plane, you know, and so you just feel stronger getting out of them. Is it? Is are the different pools different planes, or are they all? Oh no, the Feywild. I mean, yeah, they're they're all tied to the Fey plane. Okay. Does well, it? Th thank you for um. We're making sure we had that information. Would, would the pools strengthen the displacer? Or perhaps bring them in? Oh, I don't think... Well, creatures can't get through the pools. They're not exactly portals so much as they are... Uh, <laughs> concentrations of energy that correspond to similar concentrations on a you know, different plane. It's more... You know how the ethereal plane is sort of the, the an in-between plane, right? These pools are more pockets of sort of an in-between between us and fairy. And then uh, portals are unrelated. Those are, well, that's a whole different thing, right? Because we know where the portals are. And they always open in the same spots every time. But this one, uh, the other day, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't where it's supposed to be. Could you provide us with a map where the portals typically are and where the new one is? I mean, I, I, I can't provide you with a map per se. I'm not sure we've ever written it down, but I can give you a good idea. That would be very helpful. Thank you. Jasper's oh. like already taking notes on on like stickets in the on the page. Okay, so north by northwest of this spot, there is a tree with a fork in it. You're going to have a portal three miles south of there if you make a left and walk 15 feet. Then you're going to find a concentration of pools. Uh, those are south by southeast of here. Uh, you have to go into the patch of forest that uh, just, you know, beyond the, uh, the tree with the three antlers. It kind of looks like a stag. Uh, that you're going to find a... Uh, Portal there, flicks another cigarette butt, pulls out a pack, lights another one. <sighs> then you're uh, you're gonna wanna follow the uh, the footpath <sighs> that leads to where the uh, the satyrs like to hang out. Uh, don't talk to the satyrs; they're not very friendly. There's always a portal there; they keep it open, but uh, it's part of a pact. I don't know who between. Then uh, past the uh, northwest fire station, where we keep an eye for the fires that start in the summertime. <sighs> There's another portal there. Uh, you can tell where they are because they leave little marks, scars on the earth, right? Those are the permanent portals. This portal, the other day, we managed to close it all the way and uh, couldn't get it reopened. The portal that opened the other day, uh -huh. was that by the fire station? Where was that? No, no, it's not where it's supposed to be. Are we still arguing? Or can yeah, come you two are still arguing. Yeah. <laughs> no. So where was the portal that opened the other day? Oh, about 50 feet down this footpath. So only 50 feet down the footpath? So yeah. by the parking lot? Well, no, you see, so you go to the trailhead there that we've marked, and then you go 50 feet down the, the footpath. 
Gotcha. But it was really close. You know, normally the uh, Feywild portals, all the other ones are sort of far away from the... Uh, Which is of the, the town. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Good to know. Name again? What was my what? Your name again? My what again? Your name? Nave. Name. Na- my name is Nave. Name is Nave. <laughs> oh, Nave. Oh, I apologize. Um, <laughs> thank you, sincerely, yeah. Nave, for yeah. your help with this. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's Nave, Nave Byrne, if you need me. Thank you, Miss Nave Byrne. Yeah, you're or welcome. Max Nave Byrne, if you prefer. No, it's Miss. Mrs., actually. <sighs> yeah, my wife and I, we uh, are married. Congratulations. Oh, this was 200 years ago. Oh, <laughs> but it's you got the married? first year. Yeah. Well, and then she died. <sighs> Ooh. It's a problem with halflings. 180 years is just not that long of a time. Uh, as he <sighs> looks at her, like, sincerely and uh, kind of motions out to, gra- to offer her hand, but doesn't force it and just says, I'm. I'm very sorry for your loss. She shakes her hand, and as, as she pulls her hand away from the handshake, um, there's a little flower blooming in her hand. Aww. And she goes, she taught me that trick. She was a oh, druid ah, from uh, a new grove. She must have been a great woman. Oh, she was. She was beautiful. Her name was uh, Ophelia Littlefoot. Big population of Sounds orphans very sweet. in the new growth. Yeah, no, she was, uh... <laughs> I'm gonna have a mental breakdown. <laughs> she was great. Uh, sorry. Didn't mean to get you all kind of caught on that one. <clears throat> it's alright, it seems we were waiting all the same. Yeah, I'll see you around. Uh, bring the displacer beast heads back. And again, if you're gonna get beaten, get eaten all the way. Whole, yes, you said. We... Yeah, and if you see any bodies out there, let me know. I gotta get cadaver patrol out there at some point. <sighs> we'll make sure, Mrs. Nate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. You take care, all of you. You two, quiet one. What's your name? My name's Rosalie Motley. <gasps> <clears throat> Any relation to uh, Eugene Motley? Um, yes, yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm their daughter. Okay, so your your mother is uh, Vivian. Yes, yes. Do you, are are you an old old friend? Oh uh, yeah, I um, <clears throat> I and Stacy, remind me. Your mother is the elf, correct? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, you're. Uh, <clears throat> About, uh, 250 years ago, I knew your mom. And then, of course, I know your dad. I read his books. Oh, well. Maybe, maybe, maybe she'd like to see you again. She always Oh, I don't think so. (sighs) She made it pretty clear she did not want to see me again. Oh. Oh, you know her temper. Oh, (laughs) yeah, no, she threw all of my stuff on the porch. (laughs) 
Well, well. it's nice to meet you, Rosalie, and uh, you can go ahead and tell uh, Eugene I said hi. They'll be... I mean, I don't know if they know me that well. I went to a book signing. And don't tell your mother you saw me. Okay. Nice nice to meet you, Mrs. Byrne. You too. And Rosalie's just red. <laughs> Blur claps her hands in the distance and goes, Anne's leading. He like is tying his shoes and finally stands up. And for some reason, for this one time, Aspen was on a leash. So he unleashes Aspen. <laughs> And just goes, so no map, no idea where the past displacer was. We're just fucking going for this, huh? Just vibes. You've got this. Uh, Essie is going to share, probably with the help of Vesper, yeah. uh, since everything that was just said, everything that was just said regarding okay. the portals, and also share in caution how uh, humans kind of go missing here every 50 yeah. years. So maybe, so what you two are telling be careful. me. careful. Hell no to the portals is what you're telling me and Ian. Um, yeah, it kind of seems like um, maybe you guys want to avoid them. I feel like Solid. me and Rosalie yep. and probably Vesper will be fine, but yeah, you guys uh, are you know soft what? Stay on the path and fragile. Good. Please, <laughs> wait. So the portals Essie. are the I'm tools? fragile. Well, no, you're not. But I mean, like, you're you're not. You're very strong, and I appreciate that about you. Thank but you. in this particular case, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, 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 yeah I feel you. For this role, you're not right. But yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. Thank you. Okay, Back. so <laughs> is there like a a path or an entry and a clear entry point into this? There is a clearly marked trailhead. With yes. a footpath. All right. Ian's going to head towards the trailhead. You oh. lead your friends down the trailhead uh, about 200 yards. And um, the trees start to grow thicker. You find yourselves in the middle of the forest fairly quickly. Um, the Sea of Trees is aptly named. It really is like an ocean of foliage that rises up from the ground. Uh, you find yourself at a fork in this footpath. Ian, can I get a nature check, please? Absolutely. This map is gorgeous. Mm, thank you. <laughs> it's wonderful true it. Okay, uh, so there are two directions you can go. The direction to the right slopes upwards, and as you kind of lean down, you notice that there are no tracks on this trail. It doesn't look like any rangers have walked it recently, and certainly no creatures that leave any kind of material signs of their presence. The sign to the left uh, has a few footprints, a couple days old, and you see what resemble almost like dog prints. Okay. Do um, So I, we don't know, I don't know any information that Vesper gave the rest of the party, right? Nope. Yeah, we said... Didn't, yeah, didn't. The, what sorry, we the found in the car. The, the information about the displacer beasts. Yeah, what we talked oh, about in the car. And so uh, I guess Fleur kind of looks yeah, at no. Vesper and Essie and Ian and goes, do displacer beasts leave? Like, based on what we were talking about in the car, do they leave footprints? Uh, Mrs. Byrne said, oh, maybe it was not Mrs. That's, Byrne. Yeah, no, Mrs. Mike Byrne said um, <laughs> that where there are Displacer beasts, there are usually blink dogs. So I expect this is uh, probably the right way. Also, there is a, a portal down the left path, according to her. Um, and does she say anything about the right path? 
No. I'm getting vibes that the right path is not the move. Sometimes you have to take the path less traveled, but in this case, yeah, let's go left. <laughs> okay, score. So you're all going left. Would you like to do any perception checks the rest of the party? Any insight? Yeah, I'm going to do a perception check. Um, can, can I do an animal handling to see if I recognize the animal prints? You said dogs. Yeah, 13. Do you like, like dogs and normal dogs have the same footprints? You can roll same an animal same. handling check. Jeez. But to know that particular piece of information, that would be an arcana check. Oh, goodness gracious. Eight perception. Eight perception, nine from Rosalie, 15 God, I from Vesper. Is there anything I would know from Rowan? Mm. You know that the woods can be deceptive. Mm. that paths can lead in circles, that it is easy to become lost, that sometimes the route less traveled is the correct route, but you also think that Ian might be right about this particular turn. Ian, uh, you don't know anything about blink dogs in terms of like regular knowledge that you have, but they are named dogs, and you recognize these as dog footprints. Okay, that's it. That's it. Rosalie, uh, you rolled a nine. You, as you step into the sea of trees, there's something about this place. And Essie, you feel this too. That's different. Um, it's different from the feeling in the parking lot. There's something in it that sort of draws you to its trees and towards the sound of running water, which you can hear down the path to the left. It's like there's like a string on your souls that's pulling you. Um, do you, I know Ian's leading, but I'm a, I'm a little concerned if we need to uh, surround the humans as we walk. I think that might be a good call. Surround us, like protect us? I yeah. If it makes you more comfortable, by all means. But at some point... Which means if I have to hit something, you gotta get out of my way. Also that. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, Rosalie? Yeah, do, do you feel a kind of pull? Do you hear running water? Are you too good? Ian, you pause for a moment, and you can hear the sound of running water, too. Oh. Ian kind of squints a little bit, for no reason, just, like, trying to listen a little bit more. And he's like, I hear running water. Are you good? Yes, sir. Do you hear it? Vesper, you do it. not. I, no, I don't, but um, I'm also... This isn't my specialty, Ian. True. You know, I guess I guess it just makes sense. Um, maybe maybe you should just keep leading in. Um, it, it feels right, anyways. No, but Are I you... think if you have any feelings, you're elves. You're probably more connected to the forest than I am, so you should definitely speak up. I think it's maybe a good idea if we check it out. Then let's go left. All right, but not the way the paw prints, anyways. Well, yeah. I think. You all travel down the left path <laughs> about uh, half a mile. Um, the trees sort of 
open up. Uh, I need to switch to this page as well. The trees open up and you see a river. Um, can I get a quick perception check DC 10 from all of you? Yeah. <laughs> Rosalie, I'm going to give it to you because you rolled the fastest to get that 10. You glance down at your feet and see a spatter of blood. Oh. Oh. Hey, guys. And more of these paw prints. Hey. Hey, 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 guys. Yeah? (laughs) Rosalie's just going to point at her feet. Oh, good. Sick. Uh, can I do a either a nature check or an animal handling check to see if I recognize if it's fresh blood or not? Medicine. I yeah. um I rolled a 21. Do I see anything more? Uh there's blood on the ground. Uh, okay. the, so the path appears to split ahead of you. Um, is it a normal river or is it glowing? It's just a regular river. Okay, cool. Um the path appears to split ahead of you to the right is a faded old disused path to the left is another worn footpath i'm seeing uh in this drawing some interesting tricks. <laughs> uh that's metagaming yes <laughs> okay um but also there are paw prints on either side of the path they go in both directions i just i couldn't orient the path the pause to first of all they should be down here because they're supposed to be on top of the blood Blood. but Uh, um it just did not work that way because every time the blood leads down any pathway it sort of is is at this fork so it's right at the fork Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. damn Um, where are my witcher senses can we check can i check for like Human prints versus these uh, supposed dog prints yeah. on both of the paths. Okay, nature again. Yeah, having no like thoughts or evidence, like Vesper just immediately thinks like, so that's probably O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Ian. Yeah. Do you think uh, Aspen has a really good sense of smell? Ooh, many I mean, thoughts. He's a dog, yeah. Do you think he'll be able to track this blood smell? I, I don't know if it's someone who needs our help or or something else, but... Can I do a perception check for Aspen to... So you've rolled a couple of checks here that you haven't followed up on, so we're going to start with those. Medicine, okay. you can't tell what this blood is from. Yeah, I figured uh nature you got a plus three what were you investigating with the nature check to see footprints on either path there are prints in both directions Uh, both dog prints and human prints yes but the human prints on the right uh there's like maybe one set and they turn around at the river okay are there Um, drag marks anywhere no uh upon seeing the blood i'd like to use the inspiring leader feat that i have (laughs) (laughs) and everybody's gonna gain eight temporary hit points oh Oh, hell yeah do you have to give like an inspiring speech or are you just inspiring them with well it's supposed to be a 10 minute long speech (laughs) so as you guys do this you could give it as you're walking like a general topic of like i'll I'll say as we just is like you know you guys have really become 
my best friends um, oh. in a way and starts to get like real emotional <laughs> and stuff not quite inspiring but more like she sees this and the gravity of the situation starts to dawn on her right like there is a real chance that we're in danger and she starts to like feel <laughs> that worry for the first time of like i don't want to lose these people <laughs> oh my god um, character development <laughs> so uh essie is just talking it starts off very sweet but there's it like at a certain point it hits like five minutes of the same thing over and over yeah. again and you all kind of just like tune them out as as she like goes on this this rant monologuing <laughs> yeah um ian let's have an animal handling check to see if rosalie's idea uh is feasible Looks like it might be. Oh my god! <laughs> you lean down um, and kind of, kind of kneel near the blood as after Rosalie suggests this, and um, you pull out uh, like a loose scrap of fabric that you've been using as a tissue because Kleenex is bad for the environment. Um, sure. That's Kleenex with a C. There's no copyright <laughs> violation here. Right. Um, you uh, take some of the blood and put it kind of dab the. Uh, the blood with with the the handkerchief, um, and and hold it beneath Aspen's nose. You've only done scent training a little bit. Uh, it was sort of a Aspen keeps destroying shit in the house, and I need to keep him occupied. Activity that your father had actually suggested after sort of seeing uh, the military applications of of you know tracker dogs. You have worked on this with things like cheese. Uh, his favorite toys, one of Fleur's bras is a fun and interesting <laughs> prank, but you've never done it with people. However, you you hold the, the blood beneath his nose and Aspen takes a few deep sniffs. He wags his tail and uh, sort of begins to snuffle around. At first, it's a little unclear where he's going. He's kind of going back and forth. He's sweeping back and forth. At one point, you see him, like, eat a mushroom of indiscriminate species, and you have to yank it out of his mouth. Um, However, at some point, one of his paws goes up, and he points with his nose to the river. I'm gonna walk over to Aspen. Good boy, Aspen. And then he kind of like tells him to sit and just kind of looks. Um, is there anything in particular that Aspen seems to be fixated on or he's just kind of pointing in that direction? You tell Aspen to sit and he sits for a moment looking up at you. You look down at him and then he looks to the river, stands up and steps into the water. Okay. I take it that means we got to go across this river, huh? I mean, I trust Aspen with my life, so let's go. Ditto. Although I understand that the rest of you don't. Is this a fast-moving river? It's a river. Is yeah, there like there's a- like lazy rivers and then like fast-moving rivers. It's, it's not particularly fast-moving. Uh, it doesn't look particularly deep here either. There are um, some rocks that cross it almost in like a bridge sort of pattern. It looks like someone's gone to the trouble of arranging like larger, flatter rocks to be available as stepping stones. Is it Okay. You could wage, you could take the stepping stones. But like, wise, is it deep enough for Vesper? I'd take the stepping stones. You're going to take the stepping stones? Okay, perfect. 
I don't need a check to get over these, by the way. You can just. Fleur is just going to also take the stepping stones because she doesn't want to get her pants wet. Aspen trundles through the water super happily. His like thick fur is sopping wet as he gets out and gives himself the heartiest shake imaginable (laughs) right in between Fleur and Essie. Thank you, Aspen. Thank you. (sighs) Ian is like crying. And she scratches his head. Crying and laughing and. I'm gonna cast prestidigitation (laughs) to clean me and me and Fleur. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Um, Aspen stops at the foot of what appears to be a rickety old ladder propped up against the uh, the the cliffside overlooking this river. I assume we gotta go up. Woof. There. Woof. Oh, Aspen needs help. Woof. He's just like, oh, he's so big. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna have to carry this dog on my back. Uh, you want me to push him? You want me to carry him on? It makes more sense for me to carry him. I think you Fleur's are stronger. Yeah, she is stronger. I hate to say it, but yeah. <laughs> Fleur kind of squats down and is like, all right, put him on my back. Wait, 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 wait. Before we do that, though, I feel like we should maybe make sure this ladder has any use left in it. Right. Um, can Ian go inspect the ladder and see how rickety it really is? You can. Um, this is going to be a flat int check. How steep is it? It's a ladder. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's true. That's a <laughs> I mean, like, is it like that or is it like Oh, I, I rolled intimidation. Ignore that. Dead. <laughs> They're both I words, and that's an indication of bad intelligence. Yes. Um, 10. It I'm also going to roll in. It looks that's okay. Better. I shall also. I rolled an 18. Okay. Uh, Fleur, you're not super familiar with ladders. It looks fine. No. A little rickety. Um, you think maybe people should go up one at a time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you're going to try to carry Aspen up. Can I have a... <sighs> An investigate uh, an intelligence based role of your choice, Vesper, as yes. Fleur comes up with this idea. Ooh, happily, um, technically it was Ian's idea, and I just said it makes more sense. Fleur's idea to have her be the one to carry. Yeah, that's the dog. true. That was my twenty-four. Aspen's oh. body length mm-hmm. is oh nose to butt. <laughs> about five feet long mm-hmm. Fleur is five feet tall there is no way right. she could fireman carry this dog who mm-hmm. will likely be protesting over right. her shoulders horizontally and to carry him vertically would not it's, work yeah no. does Vesper say that to Fleur? I um I I do I go um yeah, uh I, I go up to Fleur and I just say um Fleur, how tall are you? How long right. is Aspen? That's a really good point, Vesper. Um, Maybe the I tall... do this sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what, Ian? Yeah. Handle Aspen. <laughs> I just don't think I, I can carry him. Are, are what if any other What if ways? I came, like, what if I was behind you and I tried to? Fleur can give you the help action by standing. I'm going to give you the help action. Okay. Okay. Then I am going to bend Athletics. down. Athletics. 
And, uh... Oh, I'm so sorry. This is gonna be a strength saving throw. Yeah. Uh, Okay. (laughs) What do you want, Essie? How can I help you, babe? Uh, Essie is kind of gonna look at Ian and say, Okay, no offense, but I think I might be a little bit stronger than you. Whoa! That's (laughs) offensive, actually. I didn't mean it! It's just, I'm, I'm... We're kind of the same height, and I, I feel like I, I look a little... I'm taller Stronger. than you, absolutely. First of all, does work out a lot. I'm six um, Yeah, but Ian, you and I both know you don't lift. But it's also—he's also my dog. Yeah, but with peace and love, do you <laughs> want Aspen to fall? I, I also don't know that Aspen will trust Essie. <laughs> if you can convince Aspen to just be on your back right now, then you can carry him up. Essie, uh. I don't think I Are you a high elf? I am. Let's have you roll animal handling. You're not gonna have advantage, you're not gonna have disadvantage. Thirteen. You can use your charisma modifier because you are trying to impress this dog. Oh. Can after you roll, can 15. we can we see you act this out? How you're convincing Aspen? So uh, Aspen looks up at you. How do you convince this dog to let you pick it up? Is a little trick I learned on off white physiology. Lots of dogs in hospitals. Acting with eyes. Oh I dear can God! Convey what I mean. Just by looking at, at uh huh. I can't even do that, and I've had him like most of my life. He's really dumb. The dog so stands, walks to you. I'm having this whole mental conversation with us. Doesn't break eye contact as he turns horizontal and freezes in place, as if to allow you to pick him up perfectly. Looks like it worked. <laughs> You are kidding me. It has been like 13 years, not 13 years, like eight years with this dog. And he does not, he listens to me sometimes for the record. I do Listen, train I, him. I connect with the audience. What can I say? Maybe it's because you're audience fake. With peace and love. Let's have you roll an athletics check. To, no, a strength check to pick up this dog. I'm going to use the help action on Essie. So you get advantage. Okay. Should I do it with D and D Beyond? Yeah, let's let's see it on D and D Beyond. You were rolling with advantage. Oh my god! Sweet Jesus! I've been Mm. rolling so poorly today. Yes! Ah, yes! You squat down um, and lift this dog over your shoulders, fireman style. As you do, you feel his nose kind of nose itself into your back pocket and pull out a piece of bacon that Rosalie's mom shoved in your pocket this morning when she gave you a hug goodbye. Oh Ian's gonna like, like point immediately and be like, that's absolutely cheating. Absolutely <laughs> cheating. I'll admit I'm with Ian on this one. Uh, you kind of get yourself positioned with the ladder. Aspen gives you a kiss on the elbow. Oh. And uh, let's get an athletics check to get up this ladder. You will be rolling with disadvantage because you have a dog on you unless someone wants to help you. Can I help with this too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to help with this as well. 
athletics. Ian, can Ian strength. go ahead and try to help that way from the top of the ladder? Uh, you're only going to get advantage once. So it's the straight athletics? So yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Yes. Yeah. it goes up first <laughs> just like, with Aspen over her shoulders and gets to the top of the ladder. When you get to the I'm top sorry, of the ladder. I'm sorry, I'm technically stronger than you. Um, Assie, you get to the top of the ladder and Aspen wriggles free of your grasp and takes <gasps> off. Sprinting Aspen. down the trail to the underside of a tree where you can't quite make out his form through the foliage and you hear a dog yelp in pain. <gasps> I run. I run. I, I'm just going to scream out, Aspen took off! And run! Fleur's so, already heading up the ladder. I, the rest of you need to roll athletics checks. Uh, okay. And while you climb up the ladder, Essie. I Rosalie! Okay, so Rosalie goes up immediately after Essie. Uh, the rest of you were kind of concerned about Rosalie and Vesper getting yeah. up there, so you sort of let them go first. Yeah. Uh, Rosalie was halfway up the ladder when, when uh, Essie cried out. Rosalie, you get to the top, and you see Essie scrambling after Aspen into a thicket of tree. Uh, Vesper, you get to the top with a little bit of help. You kind of, one of your feet slip. The rungs are not correctly proportioned to your body yeah. size, oh, so you kind of have to haul yourself up. Uh, Fleur, body strength. Two you arms, two feet. Two arms, two feet. <laughs> get up without much difficulty. You do tear the bottom of your flare jeans as you, as you go up. Uh, Ian, you scramble up last and desperately search for your dog. However, we're going to start with Rosalie and... Essie, uh, I'm going to transition you guys. This is, yeah, this is it. You get to the top in this thicket. Let me get myself on the correct page as well. Uh, Essie, you stumble through the thicket and you find a dog. It has incredibly short fur, um, long pointed ears, sort of like a jackal's, a harsh face that almost resembles like some kind of hound long graceful legs for running and it is spattered in blood there's a large deep bite mark in its flesh aspen uh it it has its teeth sunk into aspen's leg um and aspen sort of whines at you as as you approach um, so it has a bite mark in it, and it's biting Aspen. It has a bite mark much larger than, than Aspen's mouth. It's surrounded by blood, and, and you can kind of recognize this as the blood that you saw earlier. Um, as you approach, it yelps in fear and lets go of Aspen, who uh, doesn't leave. Oh, we could be friends. Sort one. of sniffs uh, the dog. I want to speak in Elvish to it. You're going to speak in Elvish? Okay. Specifically, yes, Elvish. If, if it, I'm hoping it understands because Elvish is the right way I'm upset. <laughs> All right, let's go for it. Um, let's have you roll a flat charisma check. Baby. Oh, wait, I'll do it on here so you can see it in the thing. Uh, do you want to reduce Aspen's health? I do. 22. Uh, let me roll a quick damage for Aspen. Uh, Aspen takes four damage. Um, so you, what, what do you say to this creature? We're not here to hurt you. Uh, 
who bit you? Are you okay? Can I roll a medicine check? Yes. On the dog? Rosalie, so you approach and you see uh, through the thicket um, Aspen sort of sniffing at this injured animal and uh, you can hear Essie speaking to it in Elvish. Okay, plus seven. Um, this creature has been severely wounded. Um, it is dying. It appears that the cause of its injury is a significant bite to its back that presumably punctured um, quite a bit of important things and, and has broken its rib cage. You do think that it could be healed with magic. Can I do spare the dying touch to it? Yes. The my cantrip? Uh, spare the dying, that's what, one HP or something? Um, yeah, it just becomes stable. Okay. Yes, you can. So this creature is no longer dying, but it is going to lose consciousness very soon. Would I, would I, would, uh, would Vesper have read anywhere about the, the history of what has historically been used to fight displacer beasts? Uh, you would have. So the rest of you reached the top of the ladder. Vesper, yeah. you can see your friends in the thicket. Um, the rest of you can see uh, that, that your friends are sort of gathered around this foliage. I head over. Okay, uh, Vesper, you remember from your reading that you've done earlier that blink dogs are traditionally used by um, Eladrin, but also um, fey creatures in general as uh, the first line of defense against displacer beasts. They are used to hunt them, but also to protect like homes from them. And they make marvelously um, loyal companions. Uh, I, uh, I think I just, uh, I just call out the like, stay, stay sharp. I expect the display, the displacer did this. I expect it must not be too far. Um, so just everyone, be aware of your surroundings. Can we heal it to help? It could probably help, right? Rosalie? It, they're they, very loyal, yes, but it looks, Rosalie can, it looks really bad. Um, I'm going to look over at the blink dog again. And, oh, Rosalie's scared of dogs. <laughs> can, can Ian check on his own dog? Yeah. Roll a medicine check. Okay. He does not care about this dog right now. <laughs> Come on. 11. Um, Aspen has a bite wound in his leg. It doesn't seem particularly deep. It's it's broken the skin, but you've definitely seen him with worse. Um, he doesn't seem phased at it by it at all. In fact, he has um sort of taken a protective stance over this dog and is licking its wounds. I'll look over at Aspen licking its wounds, and I will cast first level cure wounds on this blink dog. All right, you cast it. Fleur has also pulled out her great axe after what Vesper said. I just want to, I just want everyone to know that. Can you Essie. roll for healing? Oh, six healing. All right. Uh, it's Essie. up to six HP. Oh, Beautiful. Uh, Essie is going to continue speaking to the blink dog in Elvish, just like any soothing words, maybe like a lullaby in Elvish that she knows or something. Ooh, roll performance check. Okay. <laughs> Ian's gonna try to recall. I know Aspen. the lullaby. Can I join? 
Can I help? Yeah, you can. You can. Oh my god, a 10. You can roll with advantage. because Terrible performances. Vesper's, Vesper's helping. I can yeah. help you or I can yeah. also roll. That's better. 16. So the two of you start to sing this song. And uh, Essie, you don't speak Sylvan, but this is a song in Sylvan that you know. Um, I believe Rosalie speaks Sylvan? Yes. Um, you recognize this song as well. Your mother used to sing it to you when you were a baby. Um, it is a song about coming home safe to a land without sunset, where the trees are tall, the grass is wild, and you are truly free. Um, it reminds you of your mom, and uh, Vesper, obviously, it, it reminds you of, of your parents, and uh, Essie, it reminds you of your mother, too, just... Not often, but in the few moments that she's shown you genuine affection. Maybe an amount of times you can count on one hand. But it reminds you of her too, and this dog falls asleep. Oh. Um, Aspen leans down and lick, licks its wounds once more before returning to Ian. Ian, you hear this song. And something in you understands it. It's a song about the Feywild, about going home to a place that has been forgotten by so many. Bessie, oh. that's a really pretty song. You know what they're saying? Well, it's about going going home? Yeah, I'm more you, curious you're about right, You're right, Ian. It's, it's, a, it's a lullaby never heard it. My, our mom didn't sing anything like that growing up. She mostly sang just the human stuff. Yeah, that's true. Wait. You know Sylvan? Um, no, no. He doesn't. Is that what you were just singing in? I thought it was Elvish. I speak Elvish. Ian, that's before you heard the water too, right? Yeah. It was a river. Yeah. Rosalie's going to look at Essie. I didn't. (laughs) And she looks at Rosalie too. And there's kind of a no one glance there. They make elven eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what was it? Eye contact in elvish. (laughs) In elvish. Parentheses in elvish. Closed captioning. (laughs) Stairs in elvish. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Fleur holding her great axe kind of goes, all right, well, that's weird. Um, So was that look. But I don't really think... I'm, how about we handle this displacer beast, the plural, and then then we'll talk about Ian magically knowing Sylvan? As you magical. say that, you hear in the distance, further down the trail, the sound of more dogs yelping in pain <gasps> and uh, something growling. You hear this. The dog uh, that Aspen has stepped away from tries to stand up and uh, makes a yelping noise of pain and lies back down and to, to rest. And uh, Aspen's ears perk up. Ian, you look down at your dog, and your dog vanishes. Ooh. It just vanishes? 
completely did aspen just become a blink dog whoa back up back up is that possible (laughs) is there a portal here so they said um uh mrs burns said they weren't able to reopen it themselves but it wasn't meant supposed to be here it seems so there's nothing so far to suggest it couldn't spontaneously reform you hear more yelping and ian a familiar howl joins in with the sounds of the dogs further down the the trail and you said it's just down the trail Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we Um, should go ian's gonna call to aspen and head in that direction uh as he's gonna take the oversized alice sweatshirt and kind of make it into like a baby thing for the blink dog and then like get up and go you're taking the blink dog with you. Yes, I am taking the blink dog. What? This is my baby. <laughs> blink dogs are a medium creature. They're medium fae. Um, I think I that's really cute. On their back. Um, uh, do what? What are you gonna say, Rosalie? Oh, uh, I was. I was like, if. Do you think Essie will need help carrying it? Well, what if you I mean, just I'm the, covered I'm, it with the jacket her, and I'm hit the str- it somewhere <laughs> yeah. to recover? Essie, let's get a DC 10 strength check. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm because cool these are about the size of like medium-sized dogs, so it's going to be about 60, 50 to 60 pounds. Okay, <gasps> an 11. So you tie this sling with this dog on, and it like cuddles against your chest. And lets out a little whine. Um, and as you lean down to sort of adjust it, it licks you. Oh, cute. On your a face. fleeting moment as Essie is like lifting up this dog and like feels like her muscles start to work. She has this thought of like, maybe I shouldn't do this. I want to be small. I want to be pretty. And then the second oh. that the dog licks licks her, she's just like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh. She's like, I'm glad I am strong enough to carry this pup. Oh. <laughs> Character development. <laughs> I want Ian to be supportive, but his own dog is very far away, I know. so yeah. he cannot support you right now. You okay. with Ian heading over. Run down the path and oh, enter big. into a part of the forest where the trees oh, are thick. It is dark here because the foliage is so heavy before you are two glowing pools upon which grow ethereal lily pads with these beautiful pink flowers in front of you you see three blink dogs facing down two gigantic panthers huge aspen is among them snarling Bearing his teeth, I need all of you to roll initiative. 